Welcome to episode nine of Coffee with Braz, brought to you by Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. This week, we'll be talking to Ashling Sheridan. Ashling is a player that when you see her on a one-on-one, you kick her the ball, just because you know she'll do anything in her power to win it. Meet one of our internationals, Ashling Sheridan. Thank you, Sherry, for coming on Coffee with Braz. Thanks, Braz, for having me, and thanks for the coffee. Oh, all about your coffee. What have you ordered? I have got a soy latte. I'm one of those that's the non-milk people, so because... Backstory, Ireland's big, massive tea drinkers, so I was having so much dairy. So I drink a lot of milk in my tea. We could have like seven mugs a day. So Really? Seven? (laughs) Yeah, no, like if if you know an Irish person, it's literally tea. Like we we like coffee, but like tea solves everything when you're happy. Let's have tea when you're sad. Let's have tea. So um, then when I started drinking coffee, I was like, okay, no, I'm having so much dairy. I need to maybe make the switch here. So um, yeah, I've been a few years now on the almond, oat or soy. Love that. Yeah. And this has just thrown me. I, I'm going back. So the tea, seven <laughs> seven mugs a day. Yeah. Is that, do you still do that in Australia? Nah, um, I'd probably have maybe three a day. Yeah. So it's not too bad. And like, it's brilliant because you can actually buy the Irish tea bags um, in the supermarkets here as well. Like that's yeah. how big it is that like, um, like families are always posting them over to like if you're in America or if you're in Australia. Um, but no, it luckily you can get them in your local supermarket here. So um, yeah, yeah usually about three mugs to a day and maybe two or three coffees. And did coffee just start coming to Australia, or did you have coffee in Ireland as um, well? I had it in Ireland as well, but like you know, not many people I suppose would drink coffee as much as out here. Like it's not, it's it's starting to become bigger definitely. Um, but like in my family, I'm the only real coffee drinker. So um, and then obviously coming to Australia, it only it made it a lot bigger. I can't go now a few days. Like I couldn't go a day without a coffee. You know, my yeah. my morning coffee is my thing. So yeah. um, yeah. And it's a social thing, right? Yeah, hundred percent right. a social thing. It's, it's notions. Catch up? Let's yeah. get a coffee. coffee. Yeah. You, sh- you should just order teas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I'm like the coffee out here is like amazing compared to at home because yeah. again, we're only coming into that industry. And it's only getting bigger. So, um, yeah, I take full advantage of it when I'm out here. Because I'm like, I'm going to be home in a few months and I won't be able to get as nice coffee. So I don't care if I'm spending $10,000 co- on, <laughs> on coffee today. Yeah, it but is yeah. good. It is good. Yeah. But um, what is the tea? Because, like, it's Irish tea, I, I just assume, like, tea's tea. So I, I'm a tea drinker, but I'll have tea at night. Yeah. Like um, so, like I'm a grandma. I'll have my tea with my like my biscuit, and yeah. then I'll go to bed. Like, and that's like I think it's old English tea. I don't even know. Is yeah, it like it's, it's basically like yeah, English breakfast tea. That's I suppose English breakfast, old English. Yeah, <laughs> that's English like the equi- that's the equivalent. But um, it's yeah. If you're ever in a supermarket and you see Red Box Barry's tea bags, that's that's what you're going for. It's basically like I suppose. Irish breakfast tea, I'd say you'd call it. Right. But, um, What's it called? Barry's. Barry's, all right, people, yeah. everyone get it. Barry's. Barry's. If anyone from Ireland's listening, it's Barry's over Lions. Lions is the other brand, and yeah. if you're either one or the other. Yeah. So, Come on, um, Barry's. That's Barry's a sponsorship. For the win. Yeah. You've made it on Coffee with Braz. I want a sponsorship yeah. right here, right now. <laughs> no, that's unreal. And so, obviously, from Ireland, um, tell me a bit about growing up there, because, yeah, I've never been there. I'd love to go there. What's it like? Um... So Ireland, uh, to me, it's probably like the most beautiful country in the world. I think when you go there, um, it's honestly amazing. It's what you imagine, like green fields. But again, the weather can be hit and miss. So when mm. it's not raining, it is 
the, the best place in the world. Um, so much things to see, um, like everywhere down south on the coast. Um, it's just green everywhere. And then obviously you have your city in Dublin. Um, so that's kind of, I suppose, your city life. But, um, you know, a lot of people, I suppose, live out away from Dublin. But it's it's like for me, it's an hour and a half away. Um, and I live in like, I suppose, a different part in the countryside. Um, but it, it's so small as well. You know everyone. Um, you know, you can't even go anywhere here. You might meet Irish people and they're a cousin or they're a friend or you just know everyone. Um, the people are brilliant. But um, yeah, once it's not raining, it's the best place, definitely. I'm yeah. probably being biased, but that's me <laughs> no well I've heard it's beautiful yeah, like, that's it what is. I want to and I, like I have watched PS I Love You and yeah, it and does look beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> great it movie. Is. yeah it's um, very good and like I've been to England and a few other countries with netball and some like what I've noticed that's different from Australia to over there is like the sun goes down at like 4 p.m yeah is that the same where yeah. you grew up so um yeah we I, I'm not sure how daylight savings works here but um our clocks move so for example next weekend i think it is in ireland they spring forward um because we're coming to spring so um they'll go forward an hour and then in autumn they fall back an hour so it, it constantly changes like that so when they suppose the winter months should be october till march and um, the evenings will be quite dark so especially in december like it's four o'clock it's pitch dark yeah. Yeah, at nine o'clock in the morning it's pitch dark so people are going to work when it's dark coming home when it's dark but then as we get into summer, which would be May, June, July, um, the sun, it's it's so lovely because it's sun, it it could mightn't get dark to maybe nine PM. Yeah. But which um, is normal for which, Australia. Yeah, which is so normal. Um so I suppose that's we have our winter and um somewhat of a summer. So <laughs> three so weeks of a summer. Yeah. So what do you do like when the sun's down at four and it's pitch black, like I'd just go to sleep. Yeah, that's it. It's it, so tough to live like that. In winter, it's lovely because if it's snowing or you know it's Christmas vibes, you know it's it's really cozy. But yeah, as you're getting into, I suppose, February and March, you're kind of like, okay, no, I'm ready for the sun. Like I'm ready for it to be bright, so I can actually go for a walk in the evening and not be pitch black and need a high vis top to be seen. You know that yeah. kind of thing, or bring a flashlight with me to walk. Um, but yeah, no, it's it is tough to get the motivation, especially if you have a training session to do and it's pitch black outside. You're like, no, I'm not feeling it today. But you just yeah. have to get on with it. Yeah. Well, you just talked about Christmas, like, yeah. and snow. Like for us, that's just so different. It's what you see in the movies. It's yeah. what I think little kids dream about in Australia. So you've grown up with that. But this year, um, for people that don't know. Um, Shara and Rowie flew in and did their two weeks isolation um, in Perth. Yeah. Which was a week before Christmas or? Um, yeah, literally leading up to Christmas. So yeah. we, we flew like the 10th of December and did our two weeks um, quarantine. And we were actually supposed to go to Adelaide. And so we weren't getting out till Boxing Day or Stephen's Day. Um, but then when we went to Perth, we got to get out Christmas Day at like three or four o'clock and it was maybe like 36 degrees yeah so what's so we that were like? like this is so <laughs> different because at home for us christmas it's cold frosty mornings it's so dark that everyone has their house lit up with christmas lights candles in the window christmas trees like it's it, what you'd imagine yeah. um and you know yeah, what you so, see in movies what you're so it's so cold and you're just you know you're eating there's boxes of chocolates everywhere you know it's all that christmas food um and then obviously doing quarantine leading up to christmas like it was on Christmas Eve and I was there like stuck in my hotel room, not have left in like 13 days seeing all the snaps. And I was like, oh my God, I, I semi miss it. 
And then obviously then getting out on Christmas Day, it was definitely a big shock because as soon as we walked out of the hotel room and like out of the hotel, I suppose it was 30 something degrees. And I was like, whoa, like yeah. it didn't feel like Christmas to us. Um, we were very lucky to be able to spend it with Ruby's family. Shout out to them. They were so lovely to take us in. Um, and it was a definitely a different experience at Christmas because, you know, the food's different. There's a lot more salads, I suppose, at home. Yeah. It's that heavy Hot Christmas food. food. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, it was it was actually quite lovely to actually get to experience a different one. Um, yeah. And I suppose I was lucky to get the build up to Christmas anyway, because November and December, it's like a massive build up. Yeah. So, yeah. It Which would have been like... So I spent Christmas in Perth with yeah. Luke's family um, this year. So same as you. Yeah. But I'm originally from New South Wales. And New South Wales, it's warm. It's hot. Like we go to the beach Christmas morning. It's like yeah. all that. But you're like, you were saying it's like 30 something degrees. I don't think people understand in Melbourne, like in Melbourne, on that, if it's 30 something degrees, it's beautiful. Like yeah. you go to the beach. If it's that hot in Perth, it feels like it's 50 degrees. Like it's we... We had our Christmas plan. Like Brooke's got a big family. We're all going to be outside at the pool. Yeah. It was that hot that we spent all of Christmas inside with the aircon. So, so, so hot. So I, I couldn't I feel for you because yeah. you've come from the snow into like <laughs> and a being, heat wave. Being in a hotel room where I couldn't even open a window. So I was looking at it and be like, oh, it's a lovely bright day. It's beautiful. You know, yeah. I had the aircon on 24-7 in the hotel room. So I didn't think anything of it. And then it's like when you walk outside and you're like, oh whoa okay i'm back in australia because you don't get a chance to experience that because you're literally just looking outside being like oh lovely blue sky today that's nice but then yeah it's only then when you hit get hit with the heat you're like oh my god i'm melting yeah <laughs> but yeah no perth's lovely i have to give perth it is definitely yeah, beautiful so lovely um we obviously know you grew up playing gaelic but yeah. did you play any other sport um, so to be fair, um, my parents were the best. So I'm the youngest of, um, there's four girls and we're all heavily involved in sport. Like we yeah. all play our club football together. My mom still plays. Um, I'll not say her age cause she'd be like, what? Um, but she still trains away with us. And you know, after four children, you know, she'd be on the field kicking the Gaelic football with us, not a bother to her. But um, yeah, we were very lucky. We did a lot of sports. So when I say I did athletics for a good while, um, I Which did. you can tell by the way you yeah, ran. I did athletics, um, you know, uh, indoor soccer. We did camogie. So that's like, if you look up hurling or camogie. Oh, camogie, I know what hurling is. Yeah. I watched it. That so the female version of it is camogie. Um, What's the difference? It's it's just a different name. Also, um, same, exactly yeah, the same? Exactly the same. So, um, it, yeah, basically. That's only a dangerous sport. Very dangerous. Yeah. But I didn't do it for too long. Um, played badminton, did horse riding. Um, but I'd say I played basketball, um, but athletics and probably Gaelic football was my two main. And then, um, you know, I was athletics was clashing with Gaelic football. Um, played Irish music, Irish dancing. So we literally, my parents had us on the road twenty four seven. We'd go from one training to another. Um, but yeah. I loved it, to be honest. Apart yeah. from when I, I always say this, when it'd be a Sunday morning and mom would be waking you saying, Ashling, get up, we have to go cross-country running. And you'd be like, no, that's the one thing I hate, cross-country running. Do not yeah. make me run in a field it, when it's raining and you're just running a horrible long distance. Put me in a sprint, fine, but not anything... Not like a 10K, no good luck. Yeah, and you've told me you're a country girl, so you grew up in fields yeah. and you had cows and all that. So did you just run? Yeah, there in was your, times your where we were made, you know, come on, we'd go running. And I was like, no, like, I the I don't mind anything under, like, like, like I don't mind 800 meters, anything like that, but it was the long distance that killed me. <laughs> 
that's probably just sounding really lazy but uh nah I'll, yeah, i'd feel like that yeah i'm like no i'll happily do a 100 meter sprint like. yeah um but yeah and i suppose we'd always be out and about then helping dad still still are this day you know you'll get a phone call come down to end of the road we're moving the cows stop traffic so you'd be <laughs> coming out and you'd be there hands up stopping the cars letting the cows cross the road um, so it's so funny because you could be coming in a pair of jeans and a nice outfit or you'd be coming down in a baggy jumper and I'd say the cars are like, what? Because what? it's a house of girls. So they're like, wow, this is strange. But um, yeah. That no. sounds awesome though. Yeah. Like for me, that sounds like the perfect childhood. Yeah. And that's how I want, like, I, I want to move to Ireland. Like that's how yeah. I want Louis to grow up. Like it's, yeah, that's real life. Yeah, literally tree houses in the ditches. Like, yeah, um, yeah we spent 99% of our childhood out, outside kicking ball or getting up to no good building tree yeah. houses and stuff like that it's pretty cool yeah so you're moving the cows are they yeah. like meat cows are they milk cows um so they're yeah they're dairy cows so yeah, yeah we just move them from field to field um I'm still afraid of them, technically. I'll be there holding a the stick. I always have my route planned if I see a cow. And I'm like, <laughs> or the bull. The bull scares me so much. So I'm like, I, I know I can't outrun this this animal, but I, in my head, I think I can. So every time I'm moving them, I'm like, they've never done anything. But <laughs> I have my route plan that I'm like, okay, there's the ditch there. I'll jump that, cross the gate if anything happens. But nothing ever does. But it's pure... It's pure just panic, and Dad's like, "Don't be afraid of them. They're not." He'd go up and he'd rub them, and yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, and I the love ball cows. and stuff. But like, yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So it was um with Gaelic was I know your dad is it Carvin? Carvin, yeah. Carvin. So your dad played for Carvin. Yeah. And then you played for Carvin as well. Was your dad like a big inspiration for you to get into Gaelic, and then I guess play for this team as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he again. My both my parents were so heavily involved in sport. Like dad yeah. played, mom played camogie, and she actually played football as well with Carvin. So I, our childhood was, um, and then the coach team. So we were always just brought to trainings because yeah. it was probably the easiest way to mind us. Leave them off a train and they'll run around. So like even then dad started managing maybe like some of the senior ladies teams um, for Cavan. Yeah. So we'd be um, meeting all the girls at a very young age. Um, but yeah, he was he was definitely or both my parents were definitely the big inspirations and um, seeing them play football. Um, dad was a back. So it's funny because yeah. I'm the other end of the field. But, you know, he's good for giving tactics. Um, and yeah, he was definitely a good player. He had a few problems with his knee. Yeah. Um, and I suppose back then you just, yeah, he, he probably didn't know what was the problem, but he now he has a, a lot of pain with his knee now from not yeah. probably listening to his body. But uh, yeah, no, very good. And then all my sisters have played and two of my sisters still currently play with Calvin. So there's three of us on the one team, which is always nice to have, um, you know, because you, you suppose you grew up playing together. So two of us are in the forward line and one's a midfield. So yeah, so you're a forward as well. Yeah, in Gaelic. Yeah, similar um, to out here, very yeah. kind of similar position. Yeah. Yeah. And do you play against Rowie, like against Moe? Is um, it Moe? Uh, Rowie. Like, is it her team called Moe? Or no, Mayo. No, Mayo. 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 That's it. Mayo. <laughs> um. Yeah, we have crossed paths. We have. We didn't last year. I think we did the year before. Um. But we could this year. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, and there she's from a very strong county as well. So, um, but luckily the two of us are there, and she's a forward, so we're at yeah. opposite ends of the field, so we never actually interlink. Or, but I'm sure if we did, we'd probably laugh or yeah, <laughs> she'd do something anyway to make me laugh. Definitely. No, that's cool. It's it's cool that you can still you can play AFLW and then go back and still play Gaelic. Yeah, definitely. Um, and. I suppose the way it has worked last year was we went straight into lockdown like everywhere. So the season mm. was delayed. So I got to actually get a full Gaelic season in 
and this year it hasn't started yet obviously with covid so um it, they're hoping to start it come the summer months so i could be home by then and i am um, get it in as well which would be pretty cool because it means i don't really like having an off season i just like to keep going yeah. which probably isn't good i just like to keep playing so um yeah no it's pretty cool yeah and one thing like we've talked about it but um which blows my mind well firstly i'll go back to your dad so over there like your dad is like the equivalent to playing like the afl here yeah. so he played like in the senior men's side but the difference between over here and over there is it's you don't get paid for it don't get paid and that's um, like for females and males yeah where we're lucky enough even just being aflw yeah. being new we still get paid which is yeah great and like i guess for me i'm like it's even better because i'm knowing that you guys don't get paid yeah like, and, and you guys are all like you coming over you're an extreme athlete you're one of our best and fittest players yet you do all that just because of the love of it that's it exactly um especially nowadays like even 21st century like the men aren't getting paid the women aren't getting paid and um, you might get travel expenses um you know and there's still a lot i suppose work to be put in but it is an amateur sport i suppose because it is only in ireland um, but like that, it you do it for the love of the game. And, you know, one thing we always tell people out here is like, you know, I can't say I'm going to play with Cavan this year and maybe sign with another county next year. Where you're from is where you play. Yeah, okay. So like if your team is really good and you grow up in that, that's brilliant because you'd be, you know, you'd be winning. But if you're a really good player, maybe in maybe not as good as team, there's a lot of development going in that you still you stick with that. And I think that's what shows like it shows how much you love the game itself because you play with the same girls your whole way throughout. Yeah. Um, from cool. you know some of the girls I played under 14s with with Cavan, um, we're still playing now senior together. So um, yeah. it's pretty cool because you just stick with that one place. Um, you know I can't say okay I'm gonna go try get in with a different county. Um, what's county? Is that town? So, uh, yeah. So it would be like yeah, it would be a town. So like you know there's Dublin, um, Mayo, Cavan. I'm trying to think of popular ones. Cork, Kerry, yeah. um, so there's 32 of them. So um, yeah. we're all, yeah, that's then you play for that place. Yeah. I good. love that you get to actually play with the same people. Yeah. Because, like, I guess over here and, and probably in Ireland as well with any other sport, you you just follow wherever you can get. Yeah, like that's it. it. And, you know, it's you can be approached by a different place out here and, you know, you could end up moving across yeah. the state, whereas at home, no, it's, it's all the one. Yeah. And then I, I guess it means more because you... I guess, I don't know, when you're walking around town and people are like, oh, good game, yeah, yeah go, like, yeah. carving, unreal. Like. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and, like, that's the thing. It's you, you see how much you can progress throughout the years. So, like, um, you know, especially from an underage perspective, you know, you play under 14s, under 16s, and so on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah. And so going into AFLW now, so 2018... Um, you and Rowie decided to come over for a cross code. Um, yeah, was it like, a, like camp? a mini. Yeah, it was like a week camp. Yeah. Um, so and there was ten Irish girls. Yeah, I'm there pretty was, sure. So yeah. there was a few of you guys. Yeah, there was a few of us. But how um, far is that flight? Because just to come over for a camp, like yeah, that's it was massive. pretty. It was pretty cool. Um, it was. Uh, it's like maybe a twenty-four hour flight. So you do usually it's do a ridiculous. stopover somewhere. Yeah. Um, like maybe like in Dubai, and then yeah, so. It, you did a, we did a mini ca uh, combine you know did your 2k uh fitness tests it was got like kicking to, sessions yeah skill sessions yeah. So that's properly where i actually got to see you know what melbourne was like um and then had you kicked a football before then um 
yes because my dad actually played international rules with like the masters so that'd be over 40 so he yeah. actually got to travel to australia with like the irish yeah the, the irish masters um and got to play international rules which was pretty cool so that's i think where it first started and he had brought home a football but that was a, f- a good few years ago so um we kind of had like a really old i think it was maybe a brisbane lions football i think yeah, <laughs> yeah like really really old um it's probably when they won the years they were doing well yeah. that's probably why he's got it so um yeah and that's the only reason that i had one of them footballs to practice and then obviously then when i got to come out and got to actually buy stuff out here and then bring one home and keep practicing and yeah yeah and what was like was the 2k time trial a shock for you or was that yeah. do you guys do that no like no we you'd never we might do a fitness test with your team at the start of the year and it's usually either like um a 1k test um maybe like bronco was coming in big this year i haven't yeah. done one of them yet but i'm afraid of them yeah <laughs> and maybe like a yo-yo or something like that but yeah. um yeah usually a 1k test is our bigger one yeah so it's it's i much prefer a 1k than a 2k yeah and then did you play a game in that yeah so we then all the kind of the ones that come out so all the like the international players because there was girls from like america um all different places and we played against i think it was like maybe vfl players like yeah. upcoming vfl players can't really remember um we actually ended up winning by loads but i think oh, we good. played we played the game as if it was a gaa game so i think it was just constantly fast moving and saying that we probably didn't understand the rules that much and um, but yeah we ended up playing got a good i suppose exposure to the game itself and then um yeah we flew home um then that week so some girls actually ended up getting picked up there or like we were entered into the draft yeah um so i didn't get picked up in the draft and then a few months later then i got signed with collingwood yeah, yeah. but before that you yeah. flew back to australia yeah I flew back but you flew to northern territory northern territory of all places all places yeah, yeah. now that was a definitely uh, a big shock because again i didn't know what to expect so i was and also there. going from melbourne to northern territory yeah. you'd think every place is like melbourne and it's not yeah, at it's all not at all i remember yeah. being told about it and i was like like you know just expected i didn't know what to expect to be honest and then was there for maybe like less than a month and got to play two VFL games yeah. with um Probably NT expecting Thunder. to play four because yeah. you're there for a month. And um, played, we actually played Collingwood in one of the games and um, that was here in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and then it was shortly after that um, I signed with Collingwood. So yeah. Yeah. Did, did you play well against Collingwood? Um, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I, you must I, have done played, something I right. must have done something <laughs> right but um i'm again i was only picking up the game so i was probably again playing it like a ga game but um i definitely i think i definitely have improved uh, hopefully from then because i'd say i wouldn't like to watch back that game i'd say i'm running around like a headless chicken but really. so you're playing like how i do yeah just keep running around where's the ball no, no. <laughs> but what did what, how was that conversation from did you they did they have a chat with you after the game here or yeah so they did um like? i got a message i think they got in contact um with sarah and then i got a message from them and they just said they were interested and i suppose because i was out here a few teams had heard maybe there was a because it's hard for i suppose teams to pick up irish players when they haven't seen them play the game yeah so a few teams then had got in contact and um so on my flight home i had a lot of a lot of thinking to do which was which I suppose was good at past the time, past yeah. 24 hour flight. Um, and then, you know, all the clubs were very good in giving me time to decide. And um, 
I just I obviously heard a lot about Collingwood and how well you know Sarah had got on that year and um you know the people had met some of the people and you know really liked it and I think yeah I'm glad I'm here now oh mate we're glad <laughs> yeah. you're here now and how are you finding it so you obviously signed as a rookie yeah in a rookie. 2020 so your first year yeah. was 2020 how how was it coming in? Was it what you thought it was going to be like? Or? Oh, it's it's everything and more. Like I, I I always find it hard to explain to people. Like you learn so much about how to you know even being an athlete or like leadership things. You know you learn a lot about the game and your fitness and you're in the best possible shape of your life. But like there's a lot of things, um, non-talent related things you learn and like even you know how you, I find leadership things and high expectations of what it's like to be in such a like a like in this environment like a professional environment um you know it's absolutely amazing and i suppose at home you don't get that from gaelic football so it's good to be able to bring them standards home and you know say well this is what you know i learned here if this situation comes up this might be the best way to approach it um i think that's that's been amazing and you know it's things you can't take for granted and you know you'd be taking notes when you go home from training about different things you've seen or different things you've learned and um yeah, it's just been absolutely amazing and the club have just been brilliant. Right. And you, like just the way you talk, you're so professional. Like the fact that you, you, you're taking in things that aren't just about football, yeah. like the fact that you're already thinking leadership and, and taking it back to your own club, it just shows yeah. you like the professional that you are, which is why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you're over here. What do you do in your spare time? Because it would be tough. Like you've got your family back home. You've got a boyfriend who's back home. So... That would be tough in itself, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would struggle being away from Brooke. But, yeah, what are you doing? Because everyone's back home. Yes. You live with Rowie. You live yeah. with Ruby. They're yeah. obviously a laugh. Um, yeah, so I suppose last year I didn't work or have anything because I think I was in, like, every other day doing extra skills. Um, and then went home last year and, um, you know, I was like, okay, I coached fitness classes prior to coming out here. And I decided to go kind of the online fitness route and started doing online fitness classes, um, which were successful. And then, you know, I started, you know, I have a degree in athletic therapy and training. So I've did four years in Dublin City University. So I have that kind of sports, physio sports training side. So I said, I might as well put my degree to use, even though everywhere is closed. So I started taking on like online clients and did some nutrition courses on the side and literally just started doing that over I suppose the summer over lockdown and have been continuing it on since and you know it's something that's quite easy to do once I have my laptop with me I can respond to clients even if no once I have my phone with me I can get back to people so um it's pretty good to have something now that actually passes the time out here because you do have a lot of free time Mm -hmm. so like especially on your days you're not training it's nice to you know get up you'll go to a cafe bring your laptop sit down do work um and yeah it's just nice to have something else to not always be concentrating on footy yeah and how do you go like with it always being footy like it's great that you said that you've got that but you live with two other players so i'm sure there'd be a lot of footy talk in the house especially after games yeah how how do you go with that yeah it definitely is difficult um you know because it's constant talk so I think myself and the girls have a good balance that sometimes you know we're happy to sit in silence which is surprising people are probably like them girls never stop talking but um yeah like especially after training sometimes we just come home throw on Grey's Anatomy you know we mightn't talk about training much we might just Mm -hmm. do the talking in the car and then you know take that break from footy or on our days pre-game days you know we might do something different um and just not be concentrating on the game so it's kind of good that we have each other to try balance that out because Again, like you said, there can be a lot of footy talk that it can nearly become draining or you're 
overanalyzing every situation. So um, yeah, it's good to, I suppose, be living with two two of the girls that we can kind of nearly be like, okay, no funny talk. Mm. Let's watch this and let's watch a movie and yeah. Yeah. And who's the who's the character of the house? Because you you you're all looking for people that don't know. You three are hilarious. You you like sisters. You're the people that make this team laugh. You keep us um, entertained. But who would who do you reckon is like the craziest? Um, and I'm, I, you I'm gonna have to don't say, say yourself. this one because should we think if I don't Ruby? <laughs> yeah, I think Ruby gets it hands down. Um, yeah, she's she's a character definitely. Yeah, is she because I think she's a character in herself. Like she's hilarious. But we when you first met her, you were you just like whoa. Yeah, literally whoa. It's like I was like <laughs> I don't know how you live with it. <laughs> I will never forget the car, the first car journey from the airport. She had collected us, and it was straight away as if I knew her my whole life. Yeah. Um, and it's quite funny. Um, yeah, the two of us would be there in the kitchen cooking away. We'd take into TikTok dance. Um, yeah, no, it's good. She, she's on the same wavelength. We sing to each other the whole time, but it's it's funny. Uh, yeah, I love you girls. Last <laughs> question, though, and I want it to be football related. I think you're having a killer year. Um, I'm not sure if you've, you've heard it, but um, a commentator went one of our games said that you were in the top 15 players of our league. Like, so, which is such an amazing statement, and I, I, I reckon it's true. How does one, how does that feel? But how, what have you done to get here? Because you said it like footy's new. Obviously, you play Gaelic, but it's a different style. What have you done in the last two years to get you to where you are? Because you're kicking goals every game. I think, uh, um, I suppose, obviously getting to understand the game and actually having confidence. You know, at home, I never, I'm never nervous before a game because I've played football my whole life. So I walk onto a field and I'm absolutely fine. And that's one thing I found this year. I actually wasn't nervous at all. And even before our first game, Ruby's like, you know, are you nervous? And I was like, I'm actually more nervous about selection. And then when the game came, I was like, no, I'm not nervous. It's just a game of footy. Go out mm. and play. Um, don't know about the comment about being the top 15, but hopefully if I have a few more years and I can keep, you know, I, I feel like I still have a lot more to give. And I'm hoping in, you know, the next few games I can really showcase, you know, my strengths. Um, and I suppose that all just comes with confidence. Um, you know, training well, eating well, doing every little bit I can. Um you know, visualization, little things like that, not just the physical side of things. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Nah, sure. You're an absolute gun. I, I love playing with you. I'm glad that I'm back just so I can keep the ball I'm long. I'm glad you're back. No, nah, I think there was a moment in the game um, this week where I just saw you and I just put it yeah, on the view. Yeah, I, I know. I, I back your pace. Yeah. No, nah, I back your pace. I back your skill. I back everything about you. You're, like I've already said it, you, you're ultra professional. You're someone I look up to and you're just new to the game. So thank you for thank being you. a part of this team and thank you for sharing your story on Coffee with Raz. Thank you. Thanks, big girl. Love it. <laughs>